Good morning, lords and ladies. It is May 27th. It's Wednesday. It's 8.16 a.m. Eastern Time. Um, let's talk about yesterday. Um, all three uh, major U.S. indices were up yesterday with the Dow leading the pack. Um, pretty big moves yesterday uh, that were indicated by futures. Um, pretty, pretty flat day. Not a lot of volatility after that initial pop in the market. Um, pull back in the afternoon in the S&P um, due to some scuttlebutt on the Trump administration ramping sanctions on China over their Hong Kong crackdown and Trump saying something like, uh, we'll do something about Hong Kong by the end of the week. Uh, we'll see how that plays out. Uh, the end of the week is barreling down at us. Uh, key sites, the, uh, the semiconductor uh, kind of overlap company with 5G test and measurement and engineering and construction that uh, we were talking about yesterday. Uh, that reported at the close, missed on earnings and revenue. They were down about 6% after hours. Um, I don't think that's necessarily uh, a bad thing. Um, you know, there were a lot of delays in construction and 5G tower projects and deployments because of crews not being able to get out into the field just because of COVID-related um, delays and kind of logistical problems across the supply chain. So I think that that, you know, them being down 17% on, on revs, um, not a big deal, something that they'll slough off and they'll probably find some more strength into Q3 and Q4 and, and you know, even stronger into 2021. Although I will say that stock is near its 52-week highs. So I don't know that this is a buying opportunity, but again, it remains a bellwether stock to kind of track the telecommunications and 5G uh, <coughs> rollout. Um, Jamie Dimon was out yesterday saying that uh, he sees pretty good odds at a Q3 recovery due to stimulus, strong consumers heading into C19, and uh, all-time low interest rates. Uh, but he also said some fluffy bullshit that I thought was kind of disconcerting. Um, I don't know. I mean, I usually uh, trust Jamie. I like Jamie a lot. Uh, I think he's a brilliant dude. He's obviously very well-informed. Um, but I... I don't know. I'm, I'm losing trust in these large banks. You, know, you got to remember that uh, they are ultimately responsible to their shareholders. Uh, Mr. Diamond, of course, is a, a large shareholder of J.P. Morgan. Um, you know, became a billionaire um, just basically by growing his, his share of equity in that bank and, and performing exceptionally well. Uh, but you know, their business is predicated on uh, overall economic confidence and companies continuing to you know use their investment banking services and to trade with them and uh, overall economic conditions improving. So it would be, uh, you know, talking against his own book a little bit to uh, talk about a really stark economic future, uh, even if that might be the reality. Uh, you know, again, I said, I, I trust Jamie. I like Jamie. Uh, I just, I don't know, I'm losing a little bit of faith in banks. Um, I think they may be pumping us full of hot air. Uh, I also wouldn't be surprised if they were talking with the government and trying to keep people kind of calm, cool, and collected and under control instead of just dropping harsh reality bombs on everyone. But who knows? Jamie's a smart guy, much smarter than me. Uh, and his economists, who I don't know if they're smarter than me or not, but they're probably better well-informed. They think uh, unemployment's going to peak at about 18% this quarter. Um, at, at, you know, that'll be highs and then you know, settle in the 10 11% range by year-end. 10 11% real unemployment is, is still quite bad. And I mean, that doesn't reflect the chronically unemployed. Um, so, you know, real, real unemployment could be something like 15 to 18% long term. But, uh, you know, that extra, that extra 5 to 8% is usually baked in anyways. People just don't even look at that slice of the population. I don't know if they should or shouldn't, but that's the way it is. Uh, Merck unveiled some plans for a pill to treat uh, COVID as well as uh, two vaccines in the pipeline. Obviously, that helped boost the market. 
Um, look, I mean, I don't know very much about pharmaceuticals other than, you know, the people that play in those spaces are, are usually lunatics, uh, but they're oftentimes very bright. I do talk to a couple of people in that space, and I, I have a, a loose understanding of uh, the odds of these things working. And, you know, a headline about a potential drug being put into the pipeline, you know, the, the odds of that coming to fruition and becoming successful are... I mean, I don't want to say they're infinitesimal, but they're not significant enough to move major exchanges uh, the way that they do these days, in my humble opinion. Um, so, you know, again, I think that's a, back to the hope trade, uh, which I'm against. Hope is not a strategy. Please remember that. Hope is a good thing to have sometimes, but it's just not a strategy. It's not a sound investment strategy. Stay away from hope. Try to stay plugged into the facts. Um, Governor Cuomo in New York opened the New York Stock Exchange yesterday. Uh, I did that too, not a big deal. Um, but, you know, I just, I don't understand this thing with Cuomo that everybody's hot on. Like, I just don't see uh, what he's doing differently than any other governor, any other public figure right now. Frankly, I don't think he's handling COVID well at all. I mean, New York is an absolute disaster. It's got the most cases, it's got the most fatalities. Granted, it has a huge population, very dense population. But, uh, you know, for fuck's sake, he's not very impressive when you look at the numbers. You know, he gets on stage and he does his cool tough guy talk, but, uh, you know, puts his New Yorker voice on. But uh, frankly, I think he's a little bit of a dildo. Um, finally, from yesterday, new home sales rose 0.6% month over month, April to March. Um, not a significant rise, but significant when you compare it to estimates. So that was very positive based on the estimates that uh, analysts were expecting. Um, you know, that brought a little bit of pop into the market as well. Let's move on to today, the 27th. Uh, futures are up as we speak for the three major indices. Dow's up about uh, 158 bips. S&P's up about 128. And the NASDAQ up about 69. Um, Toll Brothers, home builders, reporting after the close. That ties back into what we were just talking about on housing. Should be interesting to see um, what they have to say on their earnings call. Uh, home builders have been outperforming. Um, Toll Brothers is one of the largest, and again, one of those bellwether stocks that we're talking about, right, that kind of are one stock indices. They, they show uh, the broader health of a, of a sector, um, and, and Toll Brothers is one of those for housing. Um, so we'll be watching that to the close. Um, Hong Kong Police Department fired some pepper spray and tear gas into the crowd. Again, uh, what was very early this morning here, uh, midday over in Asia, um, as they just kind of continue to have this just totalitarian, brutal, boot-to-the-face kind of response to these Hong Kongese who just want a little bit of freedom. Uh, Twitter announced that they're going to be fact-checking uh, political tweets, which pissed off uh, Donald, um, rightfully so, because frankly, I think he saved that company's ass when he came onto the scene back in 2015 and announced his presidential bid um, and just, you know, took to Twitter and has been entertaining or, or driving people crazy or, or, you know, however you interpret it for the last few years. Um, but, you know, he drove so many people back onto Twitter, whether they wanted to, you know, retweet Trump, uh, you know, bitch and moan, uh, do whatever. Um, I don't know. Uh, Dorsey's biting the hand that feeds him a little bit. I also don't like the idea of companies regulating free speech of any kind, even if you're, you know, a raving mad lunatic or a total asshole. Uh, you do, uh, whether you like it or not, um, have the right to say whatever you like. So, you know, companies coming in and, and offering their private fact-checking uh, is a little suspect to me. And uh, I do not like 
the notion of a future, uh, you know, technocratic, uh, free speech oppressed dystopia, although we are barreling towards it. All right. Um, let's see. Uh, ECB chief Christine Lagarde uh, has a little bit more of a cautious outlook than what we're hearing from U.S. regulators. Uh, she's thinking that uh, GDP contraction across the EU region might be as bad as 8 to 12 percent. Um, they are floating a 750 billion euro recovery plan proposal today. Uh, we'll see what the heads of state in the EU think. Uh, side note on Christine Lagarde, kind of like her. And you know what? I think she was probably kind of a rocket back in the day. And she might even still be able to get it. Uh, I'm a big Christine Lagarde fan. I like what she does. Uh, Musk and NASA. Launching guys into space today uh, for a mission to the International Space Station. Um, really cool Instagram follow, by the way. Check them out, ISS. Um, the first private company to ever do that, though. Very cool. Um, you know, I like Elon Musk. Um, you may not. He's a polarizing character, but uh, he just continues to win and uh, continues to uh, just kind of squash doubters. And, you know, he's doing it in his own way. Um, I also like his goth queen girlfriend. Um, we saw some, uh, some bad numbers this morning on overall shale investment in the U.S. Uh, analysts expect uh, investment to drop by half this year in the energy space. Um, not good for the shale players. Uh, you know, I'm a bit of a, an environmentalist. I don't necessarily like the practices that these guys use or the disregard that they use for nature. Uh, I think that's pretty fucked up. Um, but I do appreciate that, you know, those practices of retrieving um, previously unaccessible uh, fossil fuels from domestic sources has helped us become the largest energy exporter in the world uh, and, and kind of lessened our uh, dependence on OPEC. And if we'll recall from the very beginning of uh, this whole COVID uh, market meltdown, um, you know, the Saudis and the Russians got into it and the Saudis just kind of opened the floodgates on oil reserves and that really fucked us up and, uh, and caused a drop in the market. Um, a lot of people forget the Saudis are bad guys. Don't forget that. They're not our friends. Um, allies, maybe. I don't know. You want to put a label on it, but they're not good dudes. Rewatch taken. Come back and talk to me. All right. So um, also the uh, in the news, we've got uh, the NHL coming back. Bettman announced um, that they're going to be implementing this kind of wonky uh, right into playoffs format. Um, breaking teams into, uh, you know, seeding versus wild card in these sort of mini round robin tournaments. I don't know. I mean, I can't wait to watch hockey again. I just, there, there'll be asterisks and, uh, and that will, that will not go away. Uh, many, many forget about the, the importance that an asterisk uh, carries. Um, also, Amtrak preparing to cut 20% of its workforce in the next fiscal year um, just due to abysmal ridership. I can't blame them. They weren't very economically healthy coming into this, and I can't imagine that things have gotten any better for them since. Uh, it's a bummer because I happen to love Amtrak. Um, I'm hoping that uh, my friends, uh, Conductor Thomas Love and uh, Paula on the bar cart of the 146 Regional are able to retain their jobs because, frankly, they're excellent employees and just good people. Um, Last thing, all 50 states have officially eased restrictions uh, imposed since we started this C-19 lockdown. Um, you know, the question remains, uh, is that the right thing to do? I don't know. I mean, we just, we can't sit around forever and just, you know, let everything shrivel up. And, you know, there is a point where you got to say, are we trying to save the economy by killing it? 
Um, but, uh, but there is, you know, the human cost that, that people need to think about. And we also need to think about the fact that these coronavirus tests and antibody tests that are coming out aren't that reliable. They're brand new. We don't have really good studies on them. Uh, we don't know if they work. We don't know real numbers. Um, we don't know very much about this, uh, very much about this virus at all. It's very new. Uh, we're still studying the influenza virus, the original influenza virus. We don't really understand that. This thing is a whole new strain of that that just came onto the scene at the beginning of this year. So we are five months into even being acquainted with, you know, novel coronavirus 19. Um, and to think that we have an understanding of it that's going to allow us to make black and white decisions, I think, is very off base. But we got to keep moving. All right, folks, have a great day. I uh, hope everyone's doing well, and I hope I see you all soon.